church right after the day of Pentecost. And um, using these scriptures as a backdrop and scenario, there's a particular um, thought that I want to share with you tonight. And um, if you um, stay with me and help me preach, amen, this shouldn't take too long, hallelujah, but... uh, if you don't stay with me and don't help me preach, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to make it longer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to the book of Acts chapter 3. And we're going to be reading the first eight, uh, first eight uh, verses of Acts chapter 3, beginning verse 1 and going down through uh, uh, verse 8. Amen. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Let us pray. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity and privilege we had to be back in your house one more time. Thank you, God, for those that are uh, here tonight. We pray, God, for those that are not here. We're asking, God, for your direction and guidance, and most of all, your anointing as we attempt to minister tonight from your word. In Jesus' name, does the church say amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to remind everybody uh, also um, about the opportunity to go to the uh, to the Sounds game this coming Saturday, uh, and um, if um, not enough is signed up for it tonight, then those who wants to go will just um, can, uh, can go individually, but it's the last, um, what they call a faith night at the Nashville Sounds, and probably the last opportunity to go there because you know they're building that big new place uh, over there in the old um, uh, Sufferdale area, uh, so... Um, uh, the sign-up papers on the board back there, if you're interested in that, you can take advantage of that uh, when you're leaving tonight. Uh, drawing our attention here to the third chapter of uh, the book of Acts is a story that we all know well. We all have heard it talked from, preached from, taught from many times. And there, there is, a, by using those scriptures... Man, there's there's a hundred sermons that I could get out, out of those uh, eight verses. Uh, there's so much stuff that's packed in there. There's there's so many ways that uh, that we could go. Uh, but I want to use this uh, 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 storyline tonight to speak to you on a subject titled identifying identifying the cause of your need. Hallelujah. <laughs> I guess we're going to be preaching against weed. <laughs> 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 
Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, identify <laughs> the cause of your need. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, to glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Mm. And shall we continue? Hallelujah. I want to tell you a story. The man was proud, hardworking individual who had never missed a day's work in his life. He was brought up old school to where you were, you made your own way, never asking or begging anyone for anything. That's just the way he was brought up, and that's the way he was. And all this went well for, for a man that, for the basis of this story, I'm going to call him, let's just say his name is John. I uh, will not call his real name. And his family, until the day came that a real need materialized in his life. A need he found out way too late was a need he could not meet on his own. Let me stop and say before I finish this story that there are going to be some some things in your life that's going to come against you that you are not going to be able to handle it yourself. No matter how hard you try, how hard you fight, it don't matter how proud you are not willing to ask somebody for help, everybody in this life will come to a place that they need some help other than just within themselves. Hallelujah. Uh, one day, this man woke up with a headache. Something he had never had before. He had never had a headache before. So he took a couple aspirin and went on about his business. Now this went on for weeks and even months. As the severity of the headaches grew worse and worse. Until one day a pain hit and knocked him cold as a leftover piece of turkey after, after Thanksgiving. When he came to himself, a doctor was looking over him and asking him how long he had had those headaches. Oh, I don't know, said the man, seven or eight months. He said, I can't really rightly remember. And why haven't you come to get it checked out? Well, I could take a few pain pills and go on my way. So what was the need? Follow me now. What was the need? The need, replied the doctor, was that a large inoperative brain tumor is now in the last stages in your brain because you have been treating the symptoms rather than the disease. We no longer can do anything else for you. Treating the symptoms rather than the disease. This scenario is played over time and time again 
because we as human beings have a tendency to treat the symptoms rather than the cause. Come on now. I'm laying a foundation. I'm going to go somewhere with this. There, there comes a time that we need to try to identify the cause of our need. Hallelujah. The lame man at the gate of the temple had been in the same shape all his life. People would give him a dollar or two to buy food one day, but the next day he was in the same place with the same need. Can somebody say amen? Because no one ever addressed the cause of his need, that is, until Peter and John came by. Hallelujah. The man for years always got what he wanted, but not what he needed. Now, I've told the story before while preaching, and maybe you might remember it. I remember I was in a grocery store one time and uh, picking up a few things, and, and there was a mother there uh, that had uh, uh, a couple children with her, and she was trying to shop for groceries. Well, she had, had one um, a fellow that was, not, uh, that was too big to ride in the buggy with his uh, little baby brother, and he was walking alongside. And everything that to come by, he was grabbing, you know, Mama, I want this, Mom. And she was saying, no, put that up. We don't have the money for that. I, I don't have the extra money. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Well, he kept getting worse and worse and louder and louder. And so to, uh, to avoid a bigger trouble, she says, all right, go ahead, put it in there. And I remember thinking as I watched that kid, I said, that kid got what he wanted, but not what he needed. What he needed was a few licks on the back of his, of his pants. Hallelujah. That's the reason why so many of our teenagers are in the problem that they're in today. A lot of times parents is not willing to take the time and the trouble to give the kid what they need. Hello. It's a truth anyhow. Lord of God, Amen. That that child that we're always giving them every time the thing that they ask for, when they grow up being used to getting every time of what they want, Amen. The day will come if they can't have what they want, they're liable to stick somebody up to get it, and the blame will be partly on mom, daddy, or granddaddy, or whoever it was that was all the time giving the kid everything that they always ask for, getting what you want but not what you need. That was the problem of the lame man. For years and years, he was getting a dollar or two to keep him to, uh, to survive one more day, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't happening. It really wasn't. If you walked by there, amen, and pitch him a dollar or a quarter or a nickel, you wasn't really helping that man because you wasn't dressing the need. That was until a man by the name of Peter came by along with John, hallelujah, when he looked and told him, he said, look, I don't got what you want, but I inside me, I've got something that you need, such as I have. Give out to thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise and walk. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes, sometimes what we want doesn't address the real problem of our need. Hallelujah. That lame man wanted a dollar or two so he could buy another meal. But what he needed was deliverance. What he needed was deliverance. And, and church, listen to me tonight. We are living in a world filled with people 
man, that are bound by every kind of thing and every kind of situation than you can imagine. Hallelujah. Amen. And they go to some churches. Amen. And they might they might get what they want. They might get entertained. They may get their back scratched or the ear tickled. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But there are fewer and fewer churches and fewer and fewer, fewer preachers. Amen. That are so willing to address the real problem of what the people need. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight. Amen. Christ Family Church. Is here to address needs. And God help us to stay on our knees before we'll always have the benefit of the power that we can use to help people with their needs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Has anybody ever wondered why it seems to be always the same people with the same needs every time the evangelist comes to town? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, every time, you know, a church goes on, you got people in the congregation, people in the church. Amen. And as evangelists come to town to preach a revival, a lot of times it's the same people coming up for the same things, for the same needs over and over again. Never conquering or never defeating the issues which keeps them burdened down. Glory to God. No, they are not bad people and God is not just out to get them. The problem is they always seek God for the need, not the cause of the need in their life. Come on. Just like this man in the store that I told you about, for years, popping a couple aspirin, he was treating the symptom, but not the disease. And like we do the same way on the spiritual sense. Hallelujah. We don't address the real issues sometimes within our life that we need to deal with. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Listen, church. Band-Aids are good for small cuts and scrapes, but not for a leg that has been chewed up by a chainsaw. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Amen. I get, I, I've used my share of Band-Aids down through the years. I, amen. And I, I got a little old home-like chainsaw out there in that old shed of mine that I use to, uh, to cut down something in my way every now and then uh, out, there, out there where we live. And, uh, and every so often, you know, maybe I'll cut a, a little finger, a little place, or uh, I'll get a scrape if I'm uh, working under the hood of the car or something with a ratchet or something like that. But I guarantee you, if I ever, ever have an issue with a chainsaw, and that chainsaw comes against my hand, amen, and my leg, I'm not going to be hollering, Darlene, bring me a mandate. I'm going to say, call 911. Amen. And if we do that in the natural, why don't we do it with our spirit? Why don't we do it with the thing that's really most important? You know what the most valuable thing that everybody has in here tonight? The most valuable thing that you have is your soul. Hallelujah. There is nothing more valuable than your soul. And why sometimes do we treat it like we do? Not giving it what it needs. Listen, folks. Amen. That's, that, that's, that, that inward man needs to be fed as much as your outward man. Some of us, amen, we get all bent out of shape if supper's a little bit late. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get to squirming in the church on Sunday morning. Amen. If, if, if that old stomach is screaming, feed me, and the preacher is getting a little bit too long-winded. Hello. 
But you know what? We all got it. There's an inward part of you. Amen. That, that goes sometimes hungry. We would never think about starving this outward man, but sometimes we let the inward man starve to death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to take care of the inward man. Hallelujah. That spiritual need in our life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to address that need. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You know, they say aspirins are good to minimize the, uh, the risk of strokes or heart attacks. Um, but not to treat serious conditions in the body such as cancer or leukemia. Hallelujah. You have to identify the cause of your need and treat it. Treat it. Now, as I said, I'm not going to hold you too long on this. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. And first thing, one of the best ways that I know to handle the situation I'm talking about is just sometime everybody needs a little old-fashioned soul-searching. Hallelujah. Do you know you know what the Bible tells us? The Bible tells us that if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Sometimes we put on a front to everybody else, and a lot of times we start trying to lie to our own self. Hello? But I want you to know something. Sometimes it takes us to... Just step back, quit everything else we're doing, forget everything else, and start doing a little old-fashioned soul-searching. There's an old song that the old-timey Pentecostals used to sing years ago. Well, search me, Lord. Oh, search me, Lord. Turn that search light from heaven on my soul. If you find anything that should not be, take it out and set me free. I want to be right, I want to be saved, and I want to be whole. Hallelujah! Sometimes Sammy Pruitt has to step back, amen, every now and then. Amen, and say, God, search me. Turn the searchlight on. Glory to God. Make sure, amen, that I'm not overlooking a major need in my spiritual life. Oh, God, because I've got to be ready when you call. Glory to God. If I miss heaven, I miss it all. Hallelujah! What shall we give for exchange of our soul? Psalms chapter 139 verses 23 through 34. Amen. We're going to read that. He said in Psalms 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Folks, that's somebody who cares about their condition with the Lord. That's somebody who cares what their standing is with the Lord. This is one of the reasons why David was a man after God's own heart. It wasn't because David lived a perfect life. We all here, if you know anything about the life of David, you know he had some messed up things. He had some serious issues. But every time God come to him and when the prophet come to speak to him and the prophet would point his finger at him, hallelujah, and say, David, thou art the man. 
Hallelujah. David would fall on his face in sackcloth and ashes and begin to pour out and repent and call upon God. And right here, David, amen, he is singing this song. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Hallelujah. There are people of God. Listen to me now. There are people of God who have been harboring ill will and unforgiveness for years. Who just can't let something go. And because of that anxiety takes over in their minds. Which in turn develops physical illness in the body. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people, the cause of their need, they may have a sickness, they may have a true physical condition, but a lot of times the physical problems is brought on by spiritual needs. Hallelujah. Anxiety and worry can cause other serious situations in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's, it's the truth. If we harbor ill will and unforgiveness, amen, and we can't let something go, Amen. It's going to finally, it's going to churn and it's going to develop and it's going to fester with inside us to a lot of times it will actually develop physical illness in our body. Hallelujah. Oh, brother Sammy, I, I just can't forget what they did to me. They was the one in the wrong. Well, they may have been in the wrong, but let me ask you a question. Are that person who did something so bad to you, are you going to let them continue to live rent-free in your mind from the rest for the rest of your life? Think about that. Hallelujah. Lord of God, don't let them continue to live in your mind rent-free. Evict them. Hallelujah. And the only way you can evict them, amen, is forgive them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Forgive them. Hallelujah. Don't hold on to it. Don't let bitterness creep up in your life because it will kill you. It'll kill you physically. It'll kill you spiritually. Hallelujah. Amen. They keep going up for prayer, which only treats the symptoms so they never get fully healed. My, my, my. Somebody has an illness in their body. They keep coming for prayer. Keep coming for prayer. Holy Ghost filled people anoints them and prays for people who knows how to get prayer through for God, but, but nothing ever seems to change. Nothing seems to turn around. Wonder what the reason is. Maybe if they search... Their self, like the psalmist said in Psalms 139, they may find that there's an old wound. And he started out his message by talking about in that uh, uh, big forest out there, a giant redwood tree that was close to 300 years old. One morning before daylight began to crack and to pop and crash down this uh, 75 or 80 foot tall, better big tree fell over gave up its life. And the people in charge of the forest, uh, they, they took a hunk of the tree back and they began to study the rings in the trees. 
How many knows, you know, that's how they do to, to see how old a tree was. And, and they can tell an awful lot about that. And, uh, and when they studied the rings inside that tree, they could tell that, that um, uh, 60 years before there was an infestation um, of uh, some kind of insects that attract a lot of, lot of trees uh, there in the forest, and they could see where that tree was attacked, but then that tree got over that, and it continued to grow, and uh, it able uh, to got over it, and it didn't have no long-lasting effects. But they went back over a hundred years, and they found out that a hundred years in that tree's past, follow me now, a hundred years in that tree's past, they seen the evidence where there'd been a forest fire, and that tree had been burnt up down one side. And the wound from that forest fire, even though it survived at the time and it continued to stand and it stood for a hundred years, the day came that it lost its root system and it fell over. And I forget what they call those guys who do that kind of study, but they made the diagnosis that it never recovered from that forest fire that was in, in, it was involved in over a hundred years prior. Wounds that just don't heal. And let me tell you something tonight, church. Uh, amen. There's a lot of us here. We have been hurt. We have been wounded. Amen. Oh, we, we, uh, uh, we have had things that we've gone through within our families, in our church family. Uh, amen. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. Uh, we got to ask God to help us get over that. Uh, amen. We cannot let that wound stay there. Hallelujah. We'll be like that tree. If it took a big tree down and guarantee you to take you down. Uh, hallelujah. If you keep holding on to in, uh, unforgiveness, uh, amen, you've got bitterness there, it will cause you to get sick physically, amen, and it could even take your life. But the most important thing, it could take care of your soul. Hallelujah. We've got to not, we've got to quit treating the symptoms and we've got to start identifying the need, hallelujah. And that takes some old-fashioned soul uh, searching, hallelujah, glory to God. Now the second thing. Sometimes we got to realign, we got to realign our life. We got to realign our life to submission. Hallelujah. We're living in a day and age that a lot of people have trouble with that. They have trouble with putting themselves into submission to anything or anybody. There are times in our walk with God that we tend to get out of line with the biblical order of God. And when that occurs, you are opened up for all sorts of ill effects and problems in life. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I had a pickup truck one time that chewed up tires faster than a Pentecostal preacher could, could chew up fried chicken. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. And that's pretty quick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I, I, I couldn't keep tires on that thing for nothing. Amen. I took it to this place and that place, and they supposed it would line it up. But uh, all they was doing was taking my money, and they wasn't doing taking care of the problem that it, that, that it needed to be. Making payments wasn't half as bad as trying to buy tires for it. Hallelujah. But once I finally got the thing lined up, 
the issue with the tars was solved. Hallelujah. Once I got it lined up, there's a lot of people living their life out of line. Out of line of biblical order that we must line up to. Amen. When we're out of line with his order, disaster is going to continue to knock at our door. Amen. And one of those things is they got on the screen right there. People have a problem with lining up with submission. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit. Everybody say submit. Submit yourself, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A lot of people have a problem lining up with submission. Amen. There are many people who endure hardships and struggles in life who pray and pray for God to move and help them. But if they would search and identify the cause of the need, they would find uh, that they are out of line with the order of leadership in their life. Hallelujah. Listen, folks. If you are in constant conflict with the man of God in your life, your existence will become totally miserable. Hallelujah. Amen. And anybody else that we supposed to put ourselves in submission to. As a body of Christ, how many knows the Bible says that we are su- supposed to submit ourselves to one another? Hallelujah. Amen. We, uh, we're supposed to be willing to do that. Amen. But sometimes we're not. And then we, we, we got to line up in our giving. Hallelujah. Now, I'm thankful to God this is not something that I have to deal with in our congregation because our people are some of the best giving people. You know, I told you this morning, and, and Brother Darrell was correct. He, uh, he corrected me this morning when I said that we sent $3,000 to AT. It was $5,000, amen, that we sent. Amen. We are giving people around here. Amen. But let me tell you something. When I say line up with your giving, I'm not just referring to money all the time. Hallelujah. I'm talking about giving of your time, your talents, your love, and honor. Look what this is going to be, and this is going to be the last scripture that I'm going to, I'm going to read to you tonight. Romans chapter 13, verses 7 and 8. He says, Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Oh, no man, nothing. Now, years ago, we had some hard-line Pentecostal preachers that got way off here on the right so far. Amen. They got to telling everybody, because of this verse, it's against the law to, uh, uh, to owe money on a home or on a car or owe money on anything. That is not what this scripture's saying. Hallelujah. You're not rightly dividing the Word of God. You're twisting it to suit a doctrine that you come up with. Hallelujah. When he says, oh, no man, nothing, don't pull it out of context. He's talking about giving everybody their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor is due. There's some people in your life that you may owe a thank you for that you ain't never paid up yet. Hello? Amen. Glory to God. See? What's the scripture say? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. You know, sometimes we might think missing a thank you to somebody don't mean very much, but it, it, it means with God. 
Amen. And if we want to get lined up with the will of God and lined up in our giving, amen, if, if, if somebody in our life, amen, deserves honor, we need, to, we need to give them that honor. If they deserve respect, we need to give them the respect that they need. Hallelujah. If, they, if they've done something special for you, amen, and it, it means a thank you, it means a stick out your hand and say thank you. Hallelujah. When, when Brother Travis and him come in tonight, amen, that's the first thing I said, I'm going to thank you, man, for coming up here and doing what you did, amen, this after, uh, afternoon, hallelujah, amen, you know what that meant, that means that, uh, that you, uh, if you had to get up and go to the restrooms tonight, you, you didn't face a locked door with a sign on it saying, sorry, out of, out of order, so you know what, everybody in here, those, uh, Brother Travis and Brother Douglas, will thank you for doing what they did this afternoon, hallelujah, <laughs> amen. I realize we're all human, and sometimes, sometimes we don't uh, we don't think when we get we get involved in other things. But um, here's here's what we have to do. And I'm, I'm going I'm to close that with: if God if God brings to you remembrance something, then that's a pretty good that's a pretty good sign that God's telling you you need to straighten it out. He said. Now, if you go to the altar and you pray and there's something in the past there between you and somebody else and God don't bring it to you and remember it, you, you've forgotten about it. It's not there. You're not held responsible for that. But if God brings it to your mind every time you go to him in prayer, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sign that he's telling you, hey, you need to take some time to go get that worked out. Amen. Hallelujah. So, identifying. Identifying the cause of our need. Let's not always just treat the symptoms. Amen. Let's find out what the cause of it is. Hallelujah. Some, sometimes the rebellion, rebellion in a teenager is not because they just, they just grown up mean. It might, it might mean they hadn't been treated right. It may mean that they, uh, you know, that they, they, they need a, a better father or mother figure in their life. Hallelujah, Amen. I have to. I have to constantly. You know, I realize. You know, and I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. Go, I'm going uh, to uh, to class tomorrow and uh, to uh, do men's service training, and we'll be running, picking up kids for the first time in Metro this coming coming Wednesday, and uh, uh, and, and they teach us and uh, and uh, our training that you know if a um, if a kid. Kid walks up to you, walking by you, they cuss you out. If they if they try to spit on you, don't take it personally. And you know, God God had to open me my understanding up to that uh, 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 way back, or I wouldn't spend as many years driving school buses as I had. I guarantee you, Hallelujah, Amen. And people, I I got principals that tell me they wouldn't they would they wouldn't even think about doing what I do. I've had principals tell me that. But you know what? Sometimes in the world we're living and, and, and the messed up society that they're in, when a child comes, comes to the bus, smile at them. That might be the first adult they've had smile at them in years. Take the time to say good morning. How you doing today? Hallelujah. And I've found out, folks, 
I found out there's some kids out there, they're acting up, they're trying to get it, they're trying to get attention. They're not, they're, they're not paying no attention to at home. Mom and daddy, they might be out on the street at midnight, but mom and daddy don't know where they're at. They don't care where they're at. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what the Bible has said is still true. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Let's stand together. Brother Darrell, come sing us a chorus. If somebody wants prayer tonight, I appreciate your attention. Listen to the message tonight as we've delivered it. Hallelujah.